Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The PowerPlace Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website. Amen. I don't know about you, but I've got a hankering to go to Yellowstone or something. Like <laughs> Just want to say thank you to all of our volunteers who minister here every single week. You come to a clean house because we have volunteers who clean every week. Yeah. Amen. What a gift. cafe team, our security team, our camera, our tech people who bring the live stream to um, multiple thousands all around the world. What a gift. Those who minister to our children every Sunday. Take care of our kids while we're in here. They don't just take care of them, they pour into them because they're just like us, they're just short. That's why we call them short circuits. And I, I just praise God for those who just pour and pour and pour. Our worship team. Um, I was just thrilled today to be a part of uh, worship with you. I used to lead worship here every Sunday. I would lead worship, then I would preach, then I would close with worship, and it's just a, a thrill for me to uh, be able to watch and soak in and receive from some of the most gifted people in the world that God has brought our way. What a privilege that is. I, I was sitting here just, just thinking today because... Uh, Christy and I, after, after we started the church 19 years ago, uh, about six months in, I looked at her and I said, this is the church I said I'd never wanted to pastor. It was dead. People didn't respond. It was awful. You remember that? I looked at you and I said, We've got the church we said we never would have. And today, I sit here having the church that we always dreamed of having. Amen. We're not done yet. God's got greater things for us. And uh, I'm just just excited. If you want to get plugged in and, and serve somewhere where you need to serve, can I just say that? You need to serve in the house. You need to serve somewhere, whether it's greeting at the door, serving in the cafe, cleaning the house, ministering to children, whatever God's called you to do, you need to be serving on a camera. We need camera operators. We, we need all kinds of people every Sunday to, to uh, just move ministry forward. And uh, if you'd like to do that, make sure you contact Pastor Billy Billy Grandizio, Billy at thepowerplace.org, and say, hey, I'm interested in serving. Show me how. All right? 
Look at your neighbor and say, you need to serve. Tell them louder. The other side, you need to serve. Let's go. I heard this, uh, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana. (laughs) So we're in the middle of 21 days of fasting and prayer, and we're fasting through January 22nd as a church, and that's next Sunday. We're fasting through Sunday, and our core value of the week is loud. We, We say his honor over our dignity. So we become undignified in our praise. We become undignified in our lifestyle. And our situation doesn't dictate our praise. Our praise dictates our situation. So we're honoring him. We're seeking his face and his will during these 21 days of fasting and prayer. I just want to say thank you for those of you who have joined us and you're fasting and praying with us, and I know God is doing amazing things among us, supernatural suddenlies. Uh, once, once again, I encourage you this week, if you haven't yet, to go ahead and stop social media for a week. You won't die. Your phone will thank you. Your computer will thank you. Your family will thank you. Your coworkers will thank you. The people that you argue with on Facebook will thank you. Everyone will thank you. And go ahead and stop social media and, and fast from food. And, and don't excuse yourself because of your situation. I can't because I... I just, I'll tell you this. You have no idea what you can do with a steadfast resolve and the Lord's sustaining power. The Hebrew word for fast simply means to cover the mouth. It's, it's all about food. So deny yourself. My brother, uh, when he was alive, he was in his teens, and he, he fasted from chocolate for over a year. It was his favorite thing. He loved chocolate. And yet he denied himself for over a year so that he could tell his body, I'm in charge, you're not. He told his taste buds, I'm in charge, you're not. And I would challenge you, do something to move yourself to a whole nother level. Do something you've never done before to see results like you've never seen before. And listen, if you, if you want to stay the same like you've always been, then just keep doing what you always do. But I think you want more than that. Amen. Amen. And that's not a guilt trip. I'm just here to encourage you. Don't let your medical condition disqualify you from fasting. Some of you have already seen supernatural suddenlies happen in the first two weeks of the fast. Come on. Go, God. I I could share a few right now. But I'm going to... I'm, I'm not going to. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hang on because there's more coming. And, and God is doing things that, that couldn't be done. I, I, I see you, Matt. I'm, I'm looking at you. And uh, when, when Matt Doughton committed to helping us build the gym, not helping us, he actually did it, but <laughs> we helped him. Well, kind of. <laughs> he was waiting on on permits 
for another job and waiting four years? Four years. As soon as he finished the job that God told him to do and he obeyed, see, your obedience is a setup for a supernatural suddenly. And as soon as he finished the job, wonder what happened. Permits came through that had been held up. I'm, I'm telling you, there's some things that are held up in your life. And as you obey God in what he asks you to do, things shift. Amen. So the staff and uh, pastoral staff here, the, the, all of us, and many of you did a Daniel's fast the first week. Second week, we did a liquid only fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then a Daniel's fast from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And this last week, this final week of the fast, we're going to be doing a liquid only fast 24 7. Now, when we say liquids, please understand you can drink juice, you can drink V8, you can drink coffee, you can drink, please drink a lot of water. Uh, you can drink broth, protein shakes, etc. Just, Just like I said last week, don't put a cheeseburger in the blender and call it liquid. Okay? <laughs> Stay hydrated. Uh, keep keep the, the juices flowing in your body. Uh, Christy has a juicer. She likes to put in vegetables and accept that, that thing she calls ginger root. Ugh. 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 Sorry, if you like it, I, I can't. I can't appreciate it, but uh, anyway, she, she loves to juice, and so, uh, and the bonus is you get a lot of gas. <laughs> I didn't have to tell you that. You already know it. I want to thank those of you who have already gotten in your first fruits offering or your pledge for 2023. If you haven't yet, uh, continue to pray and ask the Lord what he would have you do. And then put your pledge envelope in the box on the wall. Tell us what, just let us know and mark your giving first fruits online or on, in check. Uh, we're sowing supernatural. We're sowing sacrificial seed into a season of supernatural suddenlies. And the Greek word for generous simply means brave gift. So as you give a brave gift, invest, I'm, I'm going to say this, invest bravely in the future that you want. Invest bravely in the kingdom of God and watch God set you up for a miraculous turnaround. And again, I, I shared last week about the, the widow of Zarephath. The Lord commanded her to take care of the prophet Elijah. Elijah shows up and she said, he said, can you get me something to drink? She said, dude, I'm just, I'm getting my last few sticks to go bake ourselves one last meal. That's all I got. I got nothing. And he said, feed me first. Take care of me first. And that was a command from the Lord. The Lord had, the Lord told Elijah, I have a, a widow waiting for you and she's going to care for you. And as she obeyed the word of the Lord, then the miraculous began to flow. And she was sustained throughout the entire famine that came on that land. You don't know what's coming in your life 
but God does, and he wants you to obey his command. And when you obey his command, he will show up in miraculous ways that you never dreamed possible. Amen. Amen. So we say around here, obedience is the key to life. We live by the nudge of the, of the Holy Spirit. We obey his word on a daily. As he leads, we follow. So once again, whatever he says to you, just do it. Again, that's not a Nike phrase. That's a God phrase. I shared with you last week some of our life journey, Christy and I's, that have brought us to this point in time. Kind of gave you the Cliff's Notes version. How do you remember Cliff's Notes? Anybody use those in college? Yeah, 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 yeah. I really wish I had the time to, to dwell on every aspect of our journey and just show you the faithfulness of God through the worst of times and the best of times. And they're usually on a parallel track. You've usually got great things going on in your life and you've also got some really struggling, tough times going on in your life. And the key to life is obedience in the midst of all of that. And one thing that he says to us is, bless the Lord at all times. Praise him continually. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And so through praise, we, we find ourselves positioned for what he has for us. And also remember that a testimony is a prophetic opportunity. If God's done that for somebody else, then he can do it for you. That's one reason why we read the word of God daily. Because if God did it for them, the Bible says he is no respecter of persons. If God has done this for me, I'm here to tell you he can do it for you. I'm no, I'm no special person. I, I grew up in, I started my life in Fredonia, Kansas. Anybody ever been to Fredonia? Even, anybody even knew that there was a Fredonia, right? I, <laughs> I was getting ready to be born. My grandmother, Grandma Briney, came to help my mom. And she got bored because I was late. So she went and bought the Dairy Queen in town. So when I was born, she couldn't help my mom. That's, that was my grandmother. She, she was something else. Why am I telling you that? I don't know. I have no idea why I told you that. It's just one of the stories that my dad would continually tell. You know, Grandma Briney came to town to help, but she didn't help. She went and bought the Dairy Queen. Like, oh, my goodness. At least, at least I had uh, ice cream back then. Maybe that's why I love ice cream so much, you know? Um, 
The Lord is no respecter of persons. What he's done for us, he can do for you, and he will if you'll just do what we've done. See, that's, that's kind of the trick. People would say to me, I, I, we want kids like your kids. I'm like, you have any idea what we've done to discipline these children? I, I'm looking at you, I'm saying, you have no idea, and so you don't really want to put in the effort that it's going to take. Uh, last week, I didn't talk about the seven years that we spent in Davenport, Iowa, at Westside Assembly of God as co-pastors. During, during those seven years, I was also the youth pastor and the worship pastor as people would leave that were in those positions uh, God would lay on our hearts to take those things over. And so through those seven years, uh, I was working with my father-in-law, Dave Colonin. Uh, Dave was an interesting man. He, he loved God with all his heart. He gave himself to the Lord early on and obeyed him throughout his life. And in his later years, he committed himself to minister at a church they, they called in, in uh, Barbados, Bridgetown, Barbados, West Indies, and called and asked if he would come and help them. So he said, I'll give you three years. He told the Lord, I'll give three years of my life to missions, and, and God used him in a powerful way down there in the islands. And uh, so when his time was up, he had told the Lord he would give him three years, and at the end of three years, he said, Lord, I'm here, and I feel like my time's up. I told you I would give you three years, and I feel like there's another assignment for me. I don't know what that is. And he said, for three years, the phone never rang. But at the end of three years, the phone started ringing. And it was the same time that Christy and I were in Trinidad, and we knew that our time there was finished. And so... The Lord spoke to me and said, go join your father-in-law and, and work alongside of him. As the, the phone calls came in, there were, I think, five or six opportunities. The first one was from Davenport, Iowa. And so David looked at me and he said, look, we'll go to each of these places from the first to the end, and we'll just see what God wants to do. If the first one's not it, we'll go to the second one. The second one's not it. We'll go to the third one. And so we went to Davenport, Iowa. They, they, they voted us in. And um, it, Westside became another proving ground for Christy and I and our entire family. Um, as we grew, and we also dealt with situations that were way beyond our ability. There's so many stories I could tell, and I won't tell any of them today because many of those people are watching online. They have no idea what happened there. Love y'all. I really do. God, God helped us um, to build relationships during that time. He helped us to develop leaders and to build relationships with dear friends who are still in our lives today. They're supporting us. They're praying for us. They're cheering us on. And I'll just say what a, what a gift the church of the living God is. Amen. God's family is amazing. 
And during every season of our life, God always has a way of keeping us dependent on him. If you ever get to a point where you think you've got it all together and you know everything and you can handle it, you're in a very dangerous position. God wants us dependent on him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He will direct your paths. So stay in that, that dependent state. The Lord has guided us. He's led us every step of the way as we've spent time in his presence daily and obeyed the nudge of the Holy Spirit. I, I was getting water at my fridge today and noticed this uh, magnet that my sister sent to me. It's, it's a, she took a, a snapshot of something that my mother had written to us. Every card, every letter that we got, mom included Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added to you. It was, it was in every communication I ever received from her. And this one says, with God as your instructor and guide, your never-ending experiences in learning will be invaluable as you listen attentively to his every nudge. The whole secret to passing this course is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he will add his graces and mercies and benefits beyond your fondest dreams. It is really too good to be true. We love you, mom and dad. I, I cherish things like that. I cherish the fact that that my parents set a course for our life and through obedience, I've stayed the course. Years ago, the Lord gave me this promise from his word, Genesis chapter 12, verse one and two. The Lord said to Abram, leave your country, your relatives and your father's home and go to a land that I am going to show you. Haven't shown it to you yet, but as you go, I'm going to show you where you're to be. I will give you many descendants. They will become a great nation. I will bless you and make your name famous so that you will be a blessing. Now, I'm not Abram. I have no desire to be famous. But as we followed his lead, as we followed his nudge, many times having to leave our comfort zone, our friends, our relatives, our stuff. Christy and I have actually started over four times in our life. Sold everything, given stuff away, and moved to, to what really was not really exciting. Uh, we We've given up good salaries. We've given up income. We've given up stuff to move to nothing stable. And uh, I, I was just thinking this morning, when we left Davenport, I had a, a minivan conversion that uh, we 
took our family around in. It was really cool. The back seat went down to a sofa, you know. One of those, it was nice. It was really nice. And I couldn't make the payments on the road because we weren't making any money. We traveled with uh, Home Fire Family Ministries. And so I just said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And we got to one of the first churches we were ministering in. And the youth pastor of that church needed a, a van. And I, I said, hey, look, here's my payment book. If you'll make my payments, I'm giving you the van. Because I can't afford it. And I don't need it. He said, absolutely. Excuse me. Found out a few months later that he quit making my payments. He had the van. He moved. I couldn't find him. And he stopped making my payments and my credit took a nosedive. And that was back in 1992. Nineteen ninety-two, and it bugged me. I'm like, Lord, I did the right thing. I did what you asked me to do, and here I am suffering the consequences of someone else's decision. <clears throat> Fast forward to this church. On one Sunday, God moved on someone's heart, and they approached me and said, "We want to give you a brand new car." The price tag of the car was almost $42,000. They handed us the key. I checked my credit the other day. 855 I don't say that to brag. I say that to tell you, God, if, if you'll obey him, God can take what the enemy means for evil. He will, with interest, do what you can't do on your own. And, and God said, leave your country, leave your relatives, leave your father's home, go to a land I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you many descendants. You're going to be blessed so that you will be a blessing. Did you get that? Verse 2. So that you will, I'm going to bless you so that you, you will be a blessing. Come on, somebody. And, and through that, the Lord has blessed us. We've been able to be a blessing through our obedience to so many people. I'm just telling you, God wants you to bless you so that you can be a blessing. Not so you can hoard, so that you can be a blessing. Just say yes to him. That's the key. I remember talking to my parents on the phone when I was on the road with Home Fire. We were in Dahlonega, Georgia. It was a little David's house. You probably don't remember this, but I was in a room all by myself. I had a, they had let me borrow their phone. I made a long-distance phone call. Remember phones with cords on them? Can anybody remember when you didn't have access to a cell phone or the 
the entire world on your, in the palm of your hand, right? And so I had taken the phone into the, one of the bedrooms and, and drawn the long cord. And I was talking to my family, and they, they really didn't understand um, what I was doing. And, and it crushed me. And I said, God, I've, I've got to have some answers. And the Lord always gave me scripture to help me understand and to help heal my heart. Uh, one of the scriptures he gave me was Romans chapter 15, verse 20. The apostle Paul said to the Romans, he said, it's always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. And then verse 22 is what just grabbed my spirit. This is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. I wasn't out there because of selfish ambition or because I, I didn't care about them. I had a mandate from God, and people needed to hear about Jesus. It's the same reason why we came to Kenneth Square. So that those who've not been told about him will see. Those who have not heard about him will understand. They asked me when I was getting ready to plant the church, they were taking me through the, the, the grill and, and saying, well, what kind of people do you want in your church? I said, I want lost people. Because that, that's what God's called me. He's called me to reach lost people. So, well, lost people won't, they won't finance your, your ministry. I'm like, well, they will eventually. But they got to get, get found first. And that's why God brought us here to Kenneth Square. And uh, I'll just say this again. Daily encounters with the Lord really matter. Because you're going to face some things in your life that you won't understand. But if you'll continue seeking his face in his word on a daily basis, he will direct your paths. Looking back, I'm, I'm so glad we put fear aside in, in all of our endeavors and boldly follow the Lord's leading. The power places here today, built on a firm and solid foundation due to the fasting and prayer and boldly obeying the Lord's nudge, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And he moves mountains on our behalf as we listen and obey. That brings me to today and to this new season in our life. Now, this will come as no surprise to many of you who have been around here for a while. But as of February 5th, 2023, Christy and I will no longer be the lead pastors of the power place. The mantle of leadership has already been passed by the Lord to Pastor Isaiah and Brittany Hollis. We couldn't be more excited. Yeah. 
the Lord's been working in all of our hearts for quite some time. And we're just simply being obedient to what the Lord is saying and revealing. Uh, Christy and I will not be leaving the power place and taking on a new ministry assignment. We're just simply stepping aside to make room for the future of this house in obedience to the Lord. It's time. Somebody say it's time. We're going to stay in the church that we founded 19 years ago, and we're going to come alongside our new pastors in a support role. I'm thrilled. I can't wait to be led by my new pastors into all that God has for all of us. Ah. Let me give you some background. I'm page three of eight pages. Okay. Yeah. Christy said, that's all right. You can't fire us. I've known this day was coming for quite some time. I've been watching and waiting to see its fulfillment with great anticipation. And I, and I wrote this down so I wouldn't miss anything, okay? Um, every time the subject would come up or someone would say something about Pastor Isaiah and Brittany taking over the leadership of the power place someday, they would boldly say, never. Not us. It ain't happening. And the Lord has had his hand on Pastor Isaiah and Brittany from their beginning days. It has been molding and shaping them all these years into godly, anointed leaders who want nothing more than to follow his lead and be completely drenched in his presence. Pastor Isaiah started out as our first drummer in, in the uh, red clay room almost 19 years ago. And then he became our janitor when we moved into the American Legion basement. Now, think about this. In the Lord's sovereignty, he nudged the Grandizio family to move south from Aston, Delco, Delaware County. They moved south all the way to southern Chester County. They didn't want to leave their church where, where God had saved them and developed them. So they drove back home every Sunday, back to Aston. And they did that while looking for a place to live here in Chester County. One Sunday, there just happened to be this huge snowstorm and they couldn't get back to Aston. So they looked for a church and they found Trinity Assembly of God in Westchester. Just so happened that the Hollis family, we were there as guest speakers sharing about our new church plant in Kennett Square that was to come. Isn't it just like God to take a family off the road from traveling all over the world, sharing the gospel and planting them in an area that they've never been to before? And at the same time, nudge another family to move to that area and intersect with them so that their kids could meet, become friends, marry, and become a powerful ministry team. According to the sovereignty of God, they found themselves in the same place, the same time, with the same hearts, not really knowing the future plans that the Lord had for them, 
in their own hearts, they were just saying yes to the Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I alone, I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Plans to bring about the future you hoped for. And today publicly, I'd like to say thank you to Bill and Debbie Grandizio for moving south, for obeying the nudge of the Holy Spirit. And I think about that, that moment of obedience for you. I can't tell your story, but I, I'm watching from the outside and I've seen how that move strategically has brought your children into a place where their ministry is flourishing. Your son, Billy Grandizio, Pastor Billy, is now on staff at the Power Place. Your daughter, Lauren Smack, serves our women in such a powerful way as a women's ministry leader. You have no idea what your obedience will mean to future generations. And now Brittany, becoming the lead pastor's wife of the power place. Brittany, I want to say thank you to you for loving the Lord the way that you did that drew Isaiah's heart to yours. You could have gone on in your rebellion and just followed a different path, but your heart was tender towards the Lord. That heart of obedience was so attractive. Beyond your outward beauty, it was attractive to Isaiah. Thank you. While Isaiah was our drummer and our janitor, our children's pastor, Janine DiMartino, who is now Janine Ward, she felt called to go back to Mexico and help her parents in ministry. And I really felt like the Lord had his hand on Isaiah at the time. After much prayer and obedience, obeying the nudge of the Spirit, he became our children's pastor. And Brittany joined him and then Years later, they moved into our outreach and community pastor position. God was taking them like David from the sheep pens to the palace. He was molding and shaping them all along the way. Pastor Isaiah has been our executive pastor for the last few years. The Lord has used him so strongly to put systems into place and pour into our staff in this church and our dream team in such remarkable ways. And I got to tell you, the best is yet to come for the power place. I, I can't wait to see all that the Lord is going to do in this season. It is a season of supernatural suddenlies as we position ourselves. In, in February of 2022, last year, Pastor Isaiah and I felt drawn. We felt nudged to go 
to the pastor's impartation at Mercy Culture in Fort Worth, Texas. Church pastor by Pastor Landon Schott. And, and they had a school that housed the same vision we had for the Power Place Academy. And their culture was very similar to ours. And as we prayed, we felt that, that Christy and Brittany should go with us as well. And none of us knew what, was, what to expect, but we just knew we were supposed to be there together. And what happened to us that weekend is really beyond explanation. We were hit in the face with a prophetic culture that read our mail time after time after time and opened us up to what the Lord was saying and doing. We sat through Friday night and all day Saturday as the Lord poured his words over us through many different people in many different moments. And so Saturday night, we sat down to just kind of process all that was happening to us. We went to a barbecue place and, and we just felt the Lord was nudging us and we wanted to be obedient to what God was saying to us as a church and as a leadership team. And as in our conversation, as I, I looked across the table and I looked at Isaiah and Brittany, I said, it's time for us to pass the reins of leadership to you. And they said, hmm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And the pushback came and the reasons why, and, and it could never happen. And we began to realize that there was some junk that we had to deal with. And for several hours over that barbecue table, we dealt with stuff that had been in our lives and in our relationships. And, and we began to just work things out. And, and God did something in that barbecue place that night that we will never forget. They ended up kicking us out of the restaurant because they closed it down. Um, but, but God was doing a great work in all of our hearts, and we were overjoyed and overwhelmed. Um, we got a little bit of sleep that night, not much. Then we headed to church the next morning, Mercy Culture, and the prophetic words just kept coming. One of our hosts for the weekend, they asked their hosts that would host tables, they said, pray over these people, pray for them before they come, pray for them while they're here, pray for them after they leave, and ask the Lord to prophetically speak through you to them. And, and it was mind-boggling to us as these words just kept coming. And this particular host released this word after the Sunday morning service. And a couple of many things he said was, he said, Isaiah, you've been building what's to come next. You've been building bridges to the next season and the Lord is proud of you. He said, last night sitting at the table, the Lord gave me a picture and I felt nudged not to release it yet, to just wait. But this morning the Lord said, go ahead and release it. He said, I saw your dad hand you reins. You were sitting in this buggy and it was full unity. It wasn't a tug of war. It wasn't a take or a strive, but it was so beautiful, like just this sense of full unity and generational inheritance. And what he didn't know was that actually happened the night before at the barbecue place. 
He was just confirming through a prophetic utterance what God had already done in our hearts and lives. That's what prophecy is about. It's a confirmation of what you already know. And sometimes it's a nudge towards something you know, but don't want to step into yet. Are you with me today? He also spoke to Brittany and, and uh, he said, I saw the Lord unveil you. He removed the curtain that you were standing behind. And I saw the Lord like walk you to the front. He said, this next season, the Lord is saying, I'm releasing Brittany and the things that I put in her heart that she's carried since a teenager. Now, there was no doubt in our minds that God was working and speaking and he had a plan. He was just waiting on us. This was not simply a good idea. It was a God idea. Supernatural suddenlies come as we obey his nudge and do whatever he asks us to do. That was the key to David's life. Acts chapter 13, verse 22, after removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Obedience is key. Obeying him is preparation for your supernatural suddenly moment. David was prepared for his supernatural suddenly moment with Goliath because of obedient preparation and obscurity out of the limelight. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 31. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul. Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And Saul replied, you're not able. You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. And he's been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. I think that's a prophetic line for your life. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Obedient preparation is a necessity if you're going to experience the supernatural suddenlies God has for you. We were standing in one of those moments in Fort Worth, Texas. We said, Yes. Well, the timing wasn't yet. Just like David being an anointed king and then having to wait for his time to ascend to the throne. He was patient. He was in training. And he was in obscurity until the Lord revealed him. 
Don't try to push your way up front. Let the Lord reveal you in his time. Stay patient. Stay in training. Stay in obscurity. Psalm 78, verse 70, he chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheep pens, from tending the sheep. He brought him to be the shepherd of his people, Jacob, of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands, he led them. Pastor Isaiah used to come to me for wisdom. And now the tables have turned. I've watched God fill him with wisdom from above. And now when I have questions, I go to him. He's been filled with the wisdom from above that blows my mind. And I praise the Lord for our new leaders filled with wisdom and anointing from above. Integrity of heart and skillful hands will lead us. In the middle of all this, one of our dear friends, Marilyn Peters from Davenport, Iowa, she sent us a card with a financial gift for the Power Place Academy. She said, Greg and Christy, I've been moved by your Power Place messages and your presence on Instagram. I love the Greg and Isaiah convos too. I'm thrilled for you too, the church stepping into education. Cindy Love, Marilyn. And then she writes, the donation is for your school. The picture, well, I think there's a sermon message or profound statement here. You two decide. And I pulled the picture out. You can throw that up on the screen. If you don't recognize us, that's me and Isaiah. I'm the guy with the mullet. And Isaiah is driving. Isaiah is driving. He'd been driving all along. He's been driving this church all along. And I just got my hands there, just in case. This picture is from the 90s. The 90s. In God's sovereignty, he nudged Marilyn and Randy to take a picture. And then to print the picture, of course, that's what you did with pictures back then. <laughs> but not only to print it, to keep it in a drawer. When Randy passed away, Marilyn began to go through some stuff, went through the drawers. She said when she found that picture, she knew she had to send it to us because she felt there was something there. 
And during one of our conversations where they were still pushing back saying, yeah, no, no, no. I said, look at this picture. Look at the picture. It's prophetic. God cares about every detail of your life. And he will go to extraordinary lengths to make sure you understand and you know this is God and not just you. As soon as we returned from Fort Worth, I got the call that my mother had a few days to live. Probably wouldn't make it through the week. We needed to come to Wichita. Christy and I stayed here one more day just to tell the story to the staff of what God was in the middle of doing in us. Though we really didn't fully grasp all of it at the time. That Tuesday that we stayed, we began to set in motion our new language and our culture that we felt strongly from the Lord that we had to put in place. It was who we were. We just hadn't put language to it. And Pastor Isaiah and Brittany led the staff in this new endeavor over the next few weeks as Christy and I watched and joined by FaceTime from Wichita. My mother was supposed to pass away right away, and she was at death's door, and yet she held on for two more weeks. And I was kind of frustrated because I knew that God was moving our church into a brand new season, and yet mom wouldn't go to heaven. I kept telling her, Mom, it's time. You can go. Dad's there. He's waiting for you. Jesus wants you there. It's time. And then I began to understand. It takes us a while sometimes, doesn't it? But God was knitting the hearts of Pastor Isaiah and Brittany to the staff through those weeks as they began to, to work through the future of the power place. And by the sovereignty of God, he was knitting our staff and our new pastor in ways that would make them an unstoppable force. God is so good. As is usual for uh, transition in a church, Staff are asked to tender the resignation and then the new pastor will decide whether he wants to hire them or not. I can tell you that the staff of this church are all in and thrilled to death about the future of the power place. Hallelujah. That was March of 2022. Then in May, on Mother's Day, Brittany, she brought a fiery word as the Lord pulled back the curtain and unveiled her. The new and improved, anointed, unafraid, gifted, wise, bold Brittany. 
If you missed that message, you must go back on YouTube and watch it. Mother's Day of 2022. It was so powerful, and, and Christy and I sat there in awe of what God had prophetically said he was doing. I'm unveiling her. I'm, I'm ushering her to the front. And we just watched his prophetic words be fulfilled. It will continue to be fulfilled. I, I, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see what God has in store for us. And if you knew, and I, and I won't tell all their story because you're going to hear from them next week. Uh, they're going to share their side of this. But just from my vantage point, what the enemy meant for evil, God has turned for good. Amen. The enemy tried to kill Isaiah and Brittany, tried to kill Christy and I. And the Jezebel spirit was so strong, and we didn't recognize it until we got some discernment. But once we discerned what was going on, that which has tried to kill us has made us stronger and better, more powerful, more anointed. And so we stand unified as a family and as a church and as a leadership team. And uh, just love watching what God does and takes things out of the ashes. He, makes, he brings beauty from ashes. It gives you a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. Then in May as well, Pastor Zane and Jan Anderson also came. They poured into our pastoral staff and our church, and through prophetic words, they reconfirmed what God was saying and doing in us. Uh, we were getting ready to launch the Powerplace Academy, so the timing wasn't yet for Pastor Isaiah and Brittany. But I'll tell you this, God's timing is always perfect. The Powerplace Academy wouldn't even be here without the vision and leadership and 24-7 work of Pastor Isaiah and Brittany. It wouldn't even exist. But God placed that in their hearts, and we're ever so grateful for their visionary pioneering leadership. A generation of young lives will forever be impacted by their obedience. God has had his hand on this church from the beginning. I'll say it again. The Powerplace wasn't just a good idea. It was a God idea. And he knew what family he could trust to never turn tail and run when the going got tough. And Pastor Isaiah and Brittany have been here from day one. Through every season, steadfast, immovable, faithful, and true growing every day into the leaders that you can trust to hear from the Lord and obey his voice over all other voices. One more prophetic word I, I will say, and I'll, I'll let you tell your story. But um, as Pastor Jasmine at, at uh, Mercy Culture was praying over them, all of a sudden, she just kept saying, you stayed. You stayed. You stayed. And as all four of us were just weeping because we knew the backstory, we knew everything that we wanted to leave, we wanted to run, we wanted to, to get out and just never see ministry ever again. But she just kept reiterating, you stayed. You stayed. And it just settled in our spirit. God said, I can trust you 
because you stayed when you should have run. You could have. You could have got out, but you were faithful. Many people have tried to hire them. Places much larger than this. But you stayed. And God's timing is always perfect. As we stay in a place of obedience and trust, he always takes us where he wants us to go. I'll just tell you, you don't want to miss Sunday, February 5th. We'll be passing the mantle of leadership to Pastor Isaiah and Brittany Hollis. Uh, Pastor Zane and Jan Anderson will be here as well to minister on that day. God always has perfect timing, and you can trust his timing. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. When we were utterly helpless, he came at just the right time and died for us. So what about you? What's the Lord asking you to say yes to? You may be in a situation where you're wondering if the Lord knows. Does he even see? Does he care? Does he hear? I'll tell you this. His timing is always perfect. And he can be trusted. So I challenge you. Say yes to whatever he asks you. You'll never regret it. Would you regret it? One day, babe. What we've lived knowing that God has held us every step of the way. And we're so grateful. This is a season of supernatural suddenlies. How do you move into that season? Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Whatever you want for us, yes. Bow your heads with me, please, just for a moment. Some of you need to say yes to Jesus for the first time today. You need to let him cleanse your life, forgive you of your sin, set you free. Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. The PowerPlace exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the PowerPlace, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life.